Let's ride. For the words that are recited before each and every game here at Dodger Stadium. Take it away, Finn. It's time for Dodger Baseball. What's going on, everyone? Thank you for listening to The Incline. I hope you all had a great week. It was a great one because Trevor Bauer officially signed with the Los Angeles Dodgers. So in a few minutes, we're actually going to take you to yesterday when we recorded our initial reaction with a bunch of fans, our takeaways from the Trevor Bauer press conference where he was joined by Andrew Friedman and Dave Roberts. But first, we have a couple of trades to talk about. Jake Reiner, how you doing? out there i'm good kevin i'm good i'm i'm, ha- I'm happy to talk about these trades they're really interesting uh, andrew friedman uh, trades to discuss but one thing i just got to say right off the bat it just seems like uh dodgers twitter is, is kind of at war with itself a uh, very very weird place to be is dodgers twitter wouldn't you say no doubt i'm actually in the middle of a trevor bauer debate with a friend so i'll have to get back to that when we're done recording Definitely. But this is the most divided I've seen Dodgers fans in maybe my entire lifetime. It's really interesting. And they just won a World Series. So it's not like it's dark times necessarily. We're out here celebrating first time in our lifetimes. Like we're going into the season, get to have those gold jerseys opening day. We should all be smiling, but it's really not the case. Yeah, it's not the case. And unfortunately uh, for for Trevor Bauer and everybody that has, you know, either supported Bauer or not. It seems like if you didn't like Bauer to begin with, you're not going to like anything he does, no matter what he does, whether he is, you know, the model citizen from here on out, if he apologizes for everything he's ever done in his entire life, you're still going to find people that are going to have an issue with him. And then there are the people that will always support him no matter what, and will, you know, maybe make excuses for him down the road for his behavior because he's a Dodger. So you've got two ends of the spectrum, and then you've got someone like myself, and I think you as well, Kevin, we're, we're kind of, you know, in the middle of that. We, we support him because he's a Dodger. We want him to do well. We're rooting for him to do well. We're rooting for him to do well, not only on the field, but, uh, you know, on Twitter and, you know, in front of the media and all of that. Um, but ultimately, he has, you know, a Dodgers jersey. He's going to wear number 27, and, and, you know, we're going to root for him every time he gets the ball. Yep. Well, yesterday, maybe the past week now, I think we all kind of had a hunch a trade was on the horizon. You know, there was just something in the air, like, you know, Andrew Friedman is cooking something up and (laughs) designating Saboris couldn't just be it. So we woke up with Jeff Passan breaking the news. Oakland Athletics and the Los Angeles Dodgers make a trade. Adam Kolarik and Cody Thomas are going to Oakland and in exchange, the Dodgers acquire infielder Sheldon Noisy and pitcher Gus Varlin. Now, it's kind of interesting that they traded Adam Cleric, but let's talk about the guys they got coming to L.A. Uh, Noisy's a second-round pick when he was selected by Oakland. He's actually the fifth overall prospect in the A's farm system, although, believe it or not, that's not saying a whole lot because Oakland actually has a pretty weak farm now compared to what they used to be under those Billy Bean days. But he bats right-handed. But what I really like about this guy is he plays multiple positions. He's very versatile. You can sprinkle him all along the infield. I think he can play a little outfield too. 
He's kind of reminds me of a combo of Chris Taylor and Kike Hernandez, but in the minors, he's a career 294 hitter. And in 2017 in the minors, he hit two, he hit 26 home runs, 79 RBIs. He's had a very brief stint in the majors in 2019. He appeared in 25 games. Yeah. This is what seems to be like a, not, not completely comparable to a Max Muncy, but like definitely it feels that way in the sense of here's a guy that uh, not many people have heard of Max Muncy. No one had heard of him. And it was sort of like this, you know, what, who is this guy? What's going to happen? Chris Taylor, similarly to, and they come over to the Dodgers and they end up being household names could be the case with this guy. We do know that um, getting this guy noisy does not mean that the Dodgers are out on Justin Turner. This is not his replacement. This is more of a replacement for Kike Hernandez and having this guy come off the bench if he makes the opening day roster. But like you were saying, he has raked in the minors and he uh, was tearing up the AAA Pacific Coast League in 2019. He batted 317, 27 home runs, and a 939 on base plus slugging percentage in 126 games. So if he has, you know, ample time to be in the major leagues, hopefully he can hit major league pitching, but. Yeah, I like this move. It's a it's a Friedman guy. It's a Friedman type of guy. He can play multiple positions, and he he's got some pop, and um, he's a guy nobody's heard of. So that fits the bill for Andrew Friedman. Yeah, I love that you brought up Max Muncy because we've had a number of guys come over from Oakland that have really thrived with the Dodgers. Muncy being one of them. Andre Ethier. Andre, well, yes, Andre <laughs> Ethier, of course. I was going to save him for last because he was the best, but Rich Hill had a great few years we're not going to talk about josh reddick because i just like to pretend that didn't happen well he came over with rich hill so all is forgiven exactly and then last season we got blake trinan who oakland just let go and he revitalized his career with the dodgers but gus farland is the other guy coming over don't know a whole lot about him just yet he is recovering from tommy john surgery but one awesome thing to note about him he had a 154 era thus far in the minors so there's definitely some upside um, on the flip side of things, you know, Adam Kolarik, I think it kind of makes sense that they're departing with him and we'll get to a reason why in a moment, because there's a player they acquired, but they still got Scott Alexander. They got Victor Gonzalez and then Clevenger. We'll see how he does. You know, he might surprise. Um, I think the three batter minimum rule really hurt this guy. Yeah. though he was a Juan Soto owned daddy type of guy, but <laughs> you know, your, your boy, Cody Thomas, I feel like you liked him a lot. I loved Cody Thomas. And when I I was writing for Sports Illustrated for a little bit, I did some of these, uh, you know, top 30 prospect uh, pieces. And I did one on Cody Thomas, really got to look into him. And if you were watching the spring training games before the shutdown last season, this dude was raking. He was leading the team in home runs and just the sound off the bat from this guy. I mean, he crushed and punished baseballs. And I am sorry to see him go, but ultimately I don't think that he really had a slot uh, in the outfield. that's pretty crowded right now. You've got a couple more years of AJ Pollock, but then also uh, Betts and Bellinger out there. It just didn't seem like there was a spot for a Cody Thomas. And like you were saying, I, I do feel like the three batter minimum rule really hurt Adam Cleric because you, you had to leave him in there to face a right-handed bat 
managers with this three batter minimum rule are stacking their lineups, lefty, righty, lefty, righty. And so you got to have to leave Kalerik in. And this season, his splits obviously didn't favor him uh, against right-handed batters. Uh, they, they hit 286 off him. So there you go right there. And it's unfortunate too, because I, I tweeted about this earlier. I felt that if Roberts had gone to Kalerik in game five of the 2019 NLDS, instead of leaving Kershaw out there to get Juan Soto, I think the Dodgers eventually get to the World Series and win it. I don't see any other team that would have been able to stop us. We were better. They faced the Cardinals, right? In the next round, we were better than the Cardinals. We were way better than the Astros. So I feel like we would have cruised to, and we'd be talking back-to-back champs right now. I know that's a lot to put on Adam Cleric's shoulders, but he owned Juan Soto in 2019, and we should never forget that. Yeah, you, you nailed it exactly. So Friedman wasn't done. Just when we thought maybe he was, there's, there was still blood in the water because this is a team involving a fish mascot. The Dodgers and the Miami Marlins make a <laughs> trade. You know, this is... These are two franchises that I felt like they used to trade with each other all the time, but I yeah. guess they haven't really done anything since that Kike Hernandez, D Gordon, Austin Barnes, Hatcher, Dan Heron, you name it. But, you know, Mike Piazza went there the year before. I think we got Ricky Nolasco from them. Um, I remember when they traded Paul LaDuca, that, uh, they traded him right. to, to the Marlins and we got, he stopped Choi yep. and Brad Juan Penny. Encarnacion, right? Juan Encarnacion, yeah, Juan Encarnacion and Brad Penny. Yes. Yeah. So anyways, unfortunately, Dylan Floro is getting shipped out for Alex Vesia and Kyle Hurt. Now, when you first glance, you just got to throw this ERA out for Vesia, 1869, but it's very small sample size. Every prospect analyst out there right now is raving about this guy. He's a left-handed pitcher. He, had a, he has a 162 ERA in the minors over 100 innings so far in his early career. He's only 24. But one of the other awesome things that stood out about this guy is apparently he has one of the most dynamic moving fastballs that just full tons of hitters when he's on. He had a 41 scoreless inning streak as well when they count spring training and um, the minors. So I'm really excited about this guy. We'll see if he's ready for 2021, but this could be an awesome lefty. Uh, at one point, I was kind of hoping we'd get Brad Hand maybe to replace Caleb Ferguson, but it could be this guy. And I don't have a Definitely. lot to say about Kyle Hurt, but he is from USC. He's a right-handed pitcher. He was a fifth-round selection. Unfortunately, Dylan Floro, he's going to have to play with Don Mattingly, which is always a punishment in my opinion. <laughs> but you got to give props to Floro from – 2018 to 2020 one of those freedmen like under the radar pickups never heard of him myself he just shined like probably my favorite moment with floro is actually the 2018 nlcs where he literally outpitched everyone on the brewers except maybe the exception of josh Hader. yeah and of course what the, the moment we should all be talking about when it comes to delin floro was the world series this year against randy Arena in game six that was one of, if not the biggest moment in that game where you had a Rosarena with a couple runners on and Floro comes in out of the bullpen and just change ups him to death. 
um, and just absolutely uh, stymies him up there and is able to get out of that jam and the Dodgers end up going on to win that game and win the World Series. So even if he had pitched poorly up until that point, that moment right there solidified him in Dodgers lore and he should always be celebrated. I too am a huge Dylan Floro fan, so I'm sorry to see him go. But when you take a look at what Andrew Friedman was able to get back for Adam Kalerik, who's 32, and Dylan Floro, who's 30, he got younger and got a ton of top prospects. Like we mentioned, Noisy, the A's number five prospect. Gus Varland was the A's number 28 prospect. And Basia was the Marlins number 11 prospect. So you think about the haul that he got back for these guys is pretty incredible. Now, originally I thought, that uh, the trade for Caleric or the, the Caleric trade was going to open up a roster spot on the 40 man, but actually no roster spots have been opened on the 40 man and they still have to clear one more if they, if they re-sign Justin Turner. Yeah, that's true. I'm glad you brought that up because that's an excellent point. The 40 man still is full. And, you know, the final thought I have on this bullpen, you know, there was actually a decent amount of turnover for what was a World Series pen. Um, one of the things we kind of heard as the offseason begun, which kind of, I think, got lost with all the Bauer and other moves is, you know, they were looking for different arm angles. They felt like with their pen, even though they won the World Series, they had a lot of righties that kind of just threw the same arm angle with Baez, Trinan, Floro. So, you plug in a guy like Vasia, I think he is going to be a different type of arm angle than Adam Kalerik because it was a good point you mentioned. Righties were just kind of killing him. And Scott Alexander, who's still on the team, is basically the same pitcher as Kalerik. So one's going to throw an awesome cutter. One's going to throw an awesome fastball with a lot of movement. Um, and then, of course, Noisy. I think he is a guy you have to just keep your eye out on in spring training. But is there anything else you wanted to add, Jake? No, these are just interesting moves. And I think when you consider Andrew Friedman, it's it, we've in the last two days, we've seen how amazing this front office is to be able to say, you know what, we're going to go out and get Trevor Bauer and pay him a ridiculous amount of money, highest paid player out there. And then the next day, make these little tiny moves like a small market team would. And that's just the Dodgers in a nutshell. It's an embarrassment of riches across the board. Whether you look at the roster, the front office, they're able to do anything that they want. And I have a feeling that these guys that Friedman got back are going to have a huge impact on this team because every time he makes a move where you're like, who the hell is this guy? He ends up becoming a huge part of this team. Very exciting day here in Los Angeles. Trevor Bauer is officially a Los Angeles Dodger. He signed that three-year, $102 million deal with the ball club. As a reminder, of course, it contains those two options after the 2021 season and the 2022 season. He'll be making $40 million this year, $45 million next year, and then the balance is on the table. The corresponding move has been made. As David predicted, Josh Sabors has been designated for assignment, so the Dodgers will have about a week now to either trade him or they'll have to out or they'll have to put him on waivers to see if anyone claims him. Otherwise, he'll be outright released, and then maybe the Dodgers could 
renegotiate something and bring him back in the minor leagues. But uh, Jake, what are your thoughts on what went down today? Well, I thought it was a pretty decent press conference overall. Um, it, I think one of the reasons it may have seemed a little awkward is because all the reporters asking questions were on Zoom, and so there was this big delay, and it, you could see the wide shot or the overhead shot of Dodger Stadium. It didn't look like anybody was there, just, just Dodgers personnel. But I felt like we knew Bauer was going to get some tough questions, and he, I thought he handled it pretty well. For me, it's like it's like this. If Trevor Bauer is is going to be uh, outspoken on social media, and if he's going to get into you know Twitter wars with people, then he's he's sort of inviting these questions whenever he does have press conferences, right? I mean, the, it, it sort of comes with the territory. But at the same time, you have, in my opinion, you have to allow for someone to right the wrong, so to speak. And it seemed like he was very. Um, he conceded that that he didn't handle things the way he should have in the past, and he's going to try to be better in the future. He, he said, quote, I'm trying to be better in all walks of life. I'm committed to being better on social media, better in the clubhouse, better on the field, and better in life in general. So that's all I can really ask for. And then the proof is in the pudding, right? It's We'll see what, what happens from here on out. Obviously, there are some people on Twitter that that aren't going to accept any answer that he would have given, and and they kind of already have their preconceived notion as to you know how they feel about Trevor Bauer, and and that's you know that's their prerogative. But I I'm of the belief that if the Dodgers felt that he was going to be a good fit with this organization, I trust Andrew Friedman, I trust this organization to make the right call, and if he's saying that he's going to you know move past. Uh, his mistakes in the past, you know, let, let's see if he can do that. I, 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 I welcome it. Yeah, I agree. Uh, you know, I caught most of the press conference. I didn't see all of it. Uh, but, you know, his past definitely warrants, you know, some of those questions that were asked of him. Uh, and I think he did a great job of, you know, saying, you know, I'm trying to, you know, be better about that in all aspects of, you know, social media and most importantly with, with the teammates and just, just his performance in general. Because uh, I think that's, you know, when we let's not lose sight of why he's here. Uh, he's here to play baseball. Uh, he's not here to, you know, win, win, make friends or win hearts. Uh, he's here to he's here to pitch. Uh, I think he did a very good job of, you know, handling those questions. And basically, you know, I, I think the exchange that some people were, were hating on, he had a couple of days ago, uh, you know, with some some Twitter person, you know, criticized him or, or criticized uh, his agent for having a uh, Japanese name in his bio and not understanding Japanese or something. Basically, that exchange was totally fine. Uh, and that's there's a difference between that exchange and what he had in the past, uh, where he would say some you know very you know not okay things. Uh, so I think you you can already see the the maturity grow at, at this point. Uh, but honestly, I think some people are just are just w- wanting him to fail, and that's unfortunate. Uh, but Look, I'm excited. I, 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 you know, it was a little weird seeing him in 27 because of uh, Matt Kemp, but I'll get used to it. Uh, and I'm, I'm super stoked to have this guy. I think he did a very good job with this press. You, you, well, you just revealed it. Trevor Bauer will be donning the number 27. So move over Matt Kemp. Move over Alex Verdugo. There's a new 27 out here in Los Angeles. You know, also in attendance was Dave Roberts, who wasn't asked a single question, so he was just kind of sitting there. And of course, <laughs> Andrew Friedman, 
And one of the most important things that we should talk about is Andrew Friedman did reveal when he was asked that one of their big goals this offseason was going after Trevor Bauer. You know, he admitted he didn't know how realistic it was going to be at first, but his words, Trevor Bauer was the front and center for the Dodgers when free agency began. He was actually looking for stability in that rotation, kind of like we talked about. And now he believes they have seven great potential starting arms and he's going to be a tremendous asset moving forward. So you could tell Andrew Friedman was very excited about adding Trevor Bauer to this ball club. Starting pitching, he proved, was one of the priorities this offseason. So what do you guys think about Friedman coming through, getting another big name that he was targeting, proving that once again he's one of the finest executives in baseball? I found it interesting that Andrew Friedman said, because the announcement to, for, for Bauer to the Dodgers came last Friday, and Friedman said that when he went to bed Thursday night, he wasn't too confident that they would get Bauer, but that Mark Walter was one of the main characters, and, and you know he said that Mark Walter put some wind behind the sail and said, let's get this done. And if we've known anything about Mark Walter, one of the uh, you know part owners of the team, um, he has, he has been aggressive when he needs to be. And it, it, I think that was the motivation that Friedman needed to, to get this deal done. And I think that ultimately Bauer wanted to come to the Dodgers it, between the Dodgers and Mets, the very similar offers on the table. It came down to the fact that I think Bauer wanted to come home, uh, to LA and that made a huge difference. Also the Dodgers, if you think about it, of any organization out there, the Dodgers have the you know the best chance to win another World Series right now. So that also has to be a factor as well. And then I, I found it interesting that uh, that Bauer reached out to a couple of uh, former and current Dodgers uh, before signing this contract. So he said that he spoke to Alex Wood, who's now with the Giants. He's good family friends. His family is very close with hitting coach Robert Van Skoyak. So he talked to uh, Rob about uh, the culture of the team. Also talked to Walker Bueller. Uh, and Justin Turner is someone he also talked with. So yeah. maybe that's some indication that, that Turner is closer to signing with the Dodgers than we thought previously. Um, but we, we, I've been on the, I, I think this deal's been done for weeks. I think they're just waiting to figure out the finances. But Jake, you mentioned how Bauer reached out, you know, with a number of Dodgers trying to see if this is a good organized organizational fit. I don't think that's a little, I don't think that's unusual. I think a lot of big names actually do that. I think Mookie Betts might've reached out to some guys in the past as well. Um, Alex Wood and Trevor Bauer actually were teammates for a year in the, with the Cincinnati Reds. So, you know, I'm sure Alex would have some stories to share with, Bauer, who, you know, he's made it clear. he's He grew up a lifelong Dodgers fan. Coming to the Dodgers has been something he's said in the past. So Bauer, one of the smartest men in the room, he's going to get all the intel and use that to his advantage. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I totally think that, that every free agent does that. I was just commenting the fact that I, I always find it cool to find out, like, the behind-the-scenes stuff that happens, you know, leading up to him deciding – whether or not to come to the Dodgers and the the list of players that I mentioned and, and including Van Skoyak in there as well. Like those are some really, really good, smart people to talk to about uh, joining a team. You know, talking about Justin Turner, the captain of the team, 
Alex Wood, who is we know is extremely smart. He outsmarted the Astros in 2017. Yeah, that's true. Um, Walker Bueller too, uh, a young guy, but still very very smart for his age. And Manskoyak yeah. is a wizard uh, when it comes to hitting. So uh, he, I think he talked to the right people. Yeah, I actually wanted to get Ryan's thoughts for a moment if he's available because I know in the past he actually mentioned adding more pitching was something he was very keen on. Yeah, for sure. Uh, again, like it's a cliche, but it's true. You can never have enough starting pitching. You don't know what's going to happen. And I thought Friedman's comments early on in the press conference about pitching depth, I think there was more to that than maybe a lot of people focused on. Look, it, it's good right now on paper, and it's and it's good right now as long as everybody stays healthy, but we're a back injury away. We're a blister away from problems, right? So I think that management recognized that. I think Friedman recognized that. And it was kind of a when, when the opportunity arose to be able to add a, a talent like Bauer, it kind of is a no-brainer. I mean – I remember those playoff games, you know, and the Reds had no offense, right? But Bauer was going out there and mowing down an Atlanta offense. And that there's something to be said for that, right? I mean, that was a number two offense, I think, behind the Dodgers last year. But Bauer talked the talk, then he walked the walk and just kind of like, you know, he's got he's got an ego, but he does the work to back up that ego. So I mean, I couldn't be happier with it. Uh, I, I think it's going to pay dividends, and, and, and it's an arm you can put innings on too, right? I mean, like, it's, it's, yep. it's a younger arm, so. Yeah, without a doubt. I agree with everything you just said. You know, one of the cool things that our good friend Bob Nightingale tweeted out that kind of stood out to me as being really cool was, you know, signing with the Dodgers wasn't about the locale and returning home to L.A., but Trevor Bauer says it was all about the organization, which, I mean, the Dodgers – they're, they're, they're the cream of the crop when it comes to what they do for their players, the talent that they roll out, the ownership, the clubhouse. It's just – it's the perfect mold for everything. So, you know, I think Trevor Bauer, he used some of the words like, it's a first-class organization and the talent on the field speaks for itself. He said he wants to win a World Series. That's his priority too, his number one goal. And I think Trevor Bauer – is going to be an awesome fit in the clubhouse. And, yeah, right. the one thing that yeah. struck me, you know honestly, that. was how well-spoken and how smart he, he came across in this press conference. Obviously, you know, he's a he's a smart dude. And I think, you know, a lot of that gets forgotten due to his, you know, online bickering. I mean, I feel like if I was a pitcher, I would be doing the same thing. I feel like he's just like me in, like, a MLB form. Uh, he's just like one of us who just, like, bickers with people online. Uh, but but the the effect of that is we forget that he's a, a very very smart person overall, and I think that's going to contribute to you know a lot of positives in the clubhouse. I think he's going to be able to help a lot of these young pitchers. I think he's going to be able to help the hitters, uh, you know, analyze opposing pitchers. Uh, I, I really you know, despite what a lot of people say, how he's going to be a bad fit, he's annoying, and he brings attention that's unnecessary. I think in terms of actual you know contributions to the baseball game day to day i think they're adding this guy is one is going to be one of the smartest and top guys in the league in terms of that forget his pitching performance i think he's going to be a a huge asset to have just in the dugout uh and i don't think you know i think all his teammates are going to get along with him just fine i think that's just a uh you know an online perception that people get caught up in due to his you know bickering and and whatever extracurricular online stuff you want to whatever you want to call it 
You know, there was also a question that this has kind of been one of the things we're all kind of want. We want an answer. It's not going to happen just yet, but they did ask Trevor Bauer about the pitching every fourth day. He said he did not have a conversation with what I would assume Roberts and Friedman just yet. They're going to address that in the forward. They're going to address that moving forward around spring training time. But, you know, one of the things that at least Bauer acknowledged is he is going to do what's best for the team. And I think at the end of the day, that's all you can really ask for what's going to be one of your star pitchers now. Yeah, yeah. I think to Jake and David's point about like making his teammates, you know, better. It was on Dodger talk earlier this week. Uh, Vasse like point blank asked Bueller if if the claims of like the Bauer Bueller friendship had been exaggerated. And Bueller said no, that they talked and that <clears throat> he likes him. Can you imagine these two guys kind of, you know, being on the same team now? And just kind of being having this competitiveness between them about like who's going to go out there and and and, and do it better. I I think we're going to see some out, some amazing things as those two kind of like just try to outcompete each other. Oh, What's yes. up, Chase? I saw you hop on here too. What are your thoughts about Trevor Bauer? Basically, I I mean I still can't believe Trevor Bauer signed. I mean that's first and foremost. Watching the press conference today, it just made it that much more real and that much more you know oh crap this actually happened. The Dodgers just went and basically got the best pitcher available and they continue to make amazing moves when we don't think they can top Mookie Betts they go and sign Trevor Bauer it's just incredible but on the aspect of uh, the move compared to the Padres moves I, I don't believe they needed to make this move to one up the Padres but I think it's more of like you said Andrew Friedman playing chess and not checkers he basically understands that okay the Padres made a couple big moves but you know, if we want to, we can just go get the guy we want and we can basically just ixnay what you just did. And that and that's, that's just awesome as a Dodgers fan. Uh, Chase, I, I have a question for you because you mentioned uh, that you weren't too fond of some of the questions at the press conference. I'm just curious which ones that you didn't didn't like and, and, and why. I, I, I just don't I just think the guy got there. He's, he's finally there. He's he's finally about to be a Dodger. I just think bringing up. Stuff from his past at the press conference is, I, I just, I, I'm just not a fan of it. I just thought that more baseball related questions would have been ideal, but I get it. At some point, it's going to have to be brought up. I just wish that they had maybe waited down the line. That, that's all. Go ahead, David. I, I think you know, I, I'm with you. Uh, you know, I think it's, you know, it's in the past, and you know, I, I think it's everyone owes him the chance to to move forward. But at the same time, you know, some of these some of these concerns are valid. Uh, so I think it is fair to ask him about it. Uh, I think, you know, the phrasing of of some of the questions could have been better. Uh, I mean, Dylan Hernandez is, you know, we all know Dylan Hernandez hates his job and hates his life. So I think his question was <laughs> was a little, you know, extra. Uh, but I do think it's valid to ask him about it. Uh, you ask him about it now uh, and then you move on uh, because at the end of the day, he's a baseball player. Uh, he answered perfectly. Uh, you know, he said everything that you're supposed to say. Uh, now it's just time for you know him to uh, put into the action. And I, I think you know over the past couple of months, I think he's he's done a good job of that. Uh, so look, I'm just looking forward to it. I think the press conference was going to be kind of weird for some fans who are you know very anti Bauer, and you know it's going to be weird for them to adjust. Uh, but you know it's it's necessary, and I, I applaud the people who did ask him about it in a polite way uh, because it it needed to be asked. It was asked, it was answered, and now it's time to move on. Yeah, I know that, that's, def that's definitely fair. That's I also felt that the 
the wording of it, the, the, the questions that they asked were, were valid, but the wording of it was very awkward. And I could only think that I, I can't imagine, you know, for, for, a, for a Dodgers organization, at least for the last eight or so years, not really employed anybody that, you know, warranted these type of controversial questions. Uh, the, the last guy I can really think of is, is maybe Manny Ramirez when, when he got popped for steroids. Um, so I'm not so sure that this press corps really, uh, really is used to, to asking these types of questions and um, of, of these players. And I know, you know, we're dealing with a lot of veteran reporters, but, you know, it can be, it can be hard, you know, speaking from experience as a, as a television reporter myself, to be, you know, knowing full well that you've got to ask these questions because if you don't ask these questions, uh, you're you're going to get criticized. You're going to get criticized no matter what, uh, whether you ask these questions or not. But um, I can tell you that it is it is hard to formulate these questions given how complex uh, they are in in these specific situations that they were asking about. But yeah, I, I felt that um, you know Trevor Bauer answered it pretty well. Andrew Friedman had to answer it as well. Uh, and I thought he did a, a pretty decent job of, of just, you know, not, not necessarily uh, deflecting the question. Cause I don't think they did that. I think that they, that they answered and said, look, you know, the people have made mistakes. You got to allow for them to correct those mistakes. And if we don't allow for people to correct mistakes, then, then we're, then we're never going to get anywhere as a society uh, overall. So I think, you know, we've got to allow some people some slack. Exactly. I mean, you hit the nail on the head there. I mean, some of these people are, they just want to be right. They want him to be bad. They, they are, they have more rooting interest in him being bad and a, you know, a bad person and just a negative overall impact on the clubhouse. They don't want him to, they don't want him to grow. They, they don't. They want him to fail so they can say that they were right and that he's a horrible person. Uh, and those are the people that you can't pay attention to. Some of them are journalists. Some of them are blue check mark people, and some of them are just regular fans. You you, you gotta just you gotta just let them have their their bad takes and just move on. Uh, you know, if 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 you wanna not root for the Dodgers because Bauer is a Dodger, then that's your prerogative. That's all. That's that's your choice. Uh, but in my mind, if we lose fans who are not gonna root for the Dodgers because Trevor Bauer is a Dodger, that's a win. Uh, I, I'll say the same. I'll say the same thing about anyone who doesn't root for the Dodgers because Mookie Betts took a knee last year. If we lose a fan who who doesn't support the Dodgers because Mookie Betts took a knee or Trevor Bauer's a Dodger, that's a win for Dodger fans. If you that's it's it's plain and simple. It's two sides of the coin. It's different. It's different situations. But if we lose fans on either on either end, like there, then good, good, let them go. I'm gonna read a cool stat and then I'm gonna pass the mic over to Phil, who's up here as well. Trevor Bauer, Clayton Kershaw, Walker Buehler, and Julio Urias in 2020, including the postseason, had a combined ERA of 233. That is a powerhouse right there. What's going on, Phil? Hi, guys. Uh, nice to be here. Long-time listener, first-time caller. Um, first off, who doesn't love the Trevor Bauer signing? I feel like if I feel like you're pretty dumb if you don't think that Trevor Bauer is instantly going to make this already super good starting rotation even better. It's an embarrassment of riches. It's like adding Michael Jordan to like the early 2000 Lakers. Uh, he just makes them better. Um, I, I think I think David said it, or, or maybe Jake said it, but somebody mentioned the mentoring aspect with Trevor Bauer and our younger pitchers. The Dodgers rotation is pretty young. Uh, outside of, I guess, Kershaw, David Price, 
and maybe a couple other guys sprinkled in here. I, I believe our second oldest guy is like, what, in his mid-20s, if that. And you get a guy like Trevor Bauer who, yeah, I agree. I don't particularly like his attitude. I, I think he's a little cocky. I know he's got he's a confident guy. He's got a lot of swagger to him. I don't really particularly like some of the stuff he says and does, but you can't deny what you see on the field. The guy is a phenomenal pitcher. He's got postseason experience. While it be it minor, uh, he's still a great pitcher. He's going to help the Dodgers in the clubhouse. If Andrew Friedman didn't feel like he could attribute to this team, he wouldn't have wasted his time. He would have just let Bauer go to the Mets and let the Mets destroy or let Trevor Bauer destroy the Mets because a lot of Dodger fans, weirdly enough, hate Trevor Bauer. And I do not know why because I kind of figured that Trevor Bauer was on our side the entire season with the Astros allegations, with kind of backing up the guys during that, talking, being very outspoken against uh, Rob Manfred. I mean, yeah, again, I kind of feel like Trevor Bauer does make media about himself and he does a good job of implementing himself into the conversation very well. I mean, to be completely honest, I would say about six or seven years ago, Trevor Bauer wasn't even on my radar. I would just acknowledge Trevor Bauer as one of the good young pitchers, a part of the Indians rotation, along with Cookie and Mike Clevenger at the time. I didn't really think anything of Trevor Bauer. And then he went to Cincinnati and started, you know, well, I guess you can go earlier with the whole, you know, cheating with the the substance on his fingers, which, you know, we'll, we'll see how that all pans out. But look, Trevor Bauer is a great pitcher. He's going to help the Dodgers organization. He's going to be a nice, uh, you know, sort of stopgap if we lose Kershaw potentially. Um, and I, I, I like the signing. I, I was fine if the Dodgers didn't sign him. I didn't really feel like they needed to make a move to counter the Padres. And I feel like the only move to counter the Padres would be to bring back Justin Turner and keep the same team for the most part. You add David Price. Um, but, you know, you, you can't be upset about Trevor Bauer going to the Dodgers. Uh, I was a little upset about LeBron James going to the Lakers initially, and we won a championship. So I, I can't really complain too much. And Trevor Bauer, team options after next year and the year after, that's fine with me if he wants to stick around for one year. I know it had bounced around a little bit that he was only looking for one-year deals. Uh, but, look, I think Bauer, is he's from L.A. He went to UCLA. He loves the area. He's in Dodger blue now. I think he's going to – stick with the team all three years and worst case we win one world series with him and he's gone. That's fine. And that's perfectly fine with me because we got guys like Josiah Gray waiting to come up and Julio Urias needs a bigger role in the rotation and I'm fine with it. I'm perfectly fine. I'd love to see us move David Price just for financial reasons, but outside of that Bauer signing 10 out of 10. Phil, I think you really hit the nail on the head. I think uh, Trevor Bauer has really been a shadow Dodger for a few years now from yeah. how he has responded to the Astros, how he's responded to Manfred in the past. I, I think, uh, I think the writing was on the wall. If you really yeah. think about it, at Trevor Bauer being a Dodger for years now, and it's finally here and Lord, I, I can't wait. I can. No. And, and like I mentioned, I, 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 I can understand the concerns about his attitude and some of the stuff that he's done. Like I completely get that. That's valid. But we're not talking about Alex Rodriguez going to the Dodgers. We're not talking about somebody who is a distraction. Trevor Bauer is just outspoken. He's a confident pitcher who is outspoken. He's utilizing his platform the way that he is supposed to in his, first, you know, in the parameters of his First Amendment rights. And this is one of the first time in a long time that we've seen an athlete sort of bite the hand that feeds you in a, in a lot of ways, talking about ownership, talking about the commissioner openly and on a YouTube channel. 
and on his social media, going after fans who who leave mean comments on his on his posts. Yeah, it'll get him in trouble one of these days. I don't think it'll be enough to, you know, get him thrown off of the platforms. But I think he, he'll he probably let something slip now, now and then. He's a smart guy, and I don't think so. But in the heat of, you know, sometimes in the heat of battle or the heat of an argument, you say some things that are a little silly. But look, like I said, Trevor Bauer is an outspoken pitcher who's got a lot of talent. And you're dumb if you don't think that this is a great signing for the Dodgers. Like I mentioned, Mookie Betts, Clayton Kershaw, um, Justin Turner, if he comes back, these guys who have been around are not going to allow Trevor Bauer to be a distraction. And I think Trevor Bauer wants to be in LA. Jake, you just said it. I think it was Jake. I have my phone on my pocket, but Jake, you just said the guy's been a, a, a shadow Dodger for years. He's in the organization. And if I was Trevor Bauer as a lifelong Dodger fan myself, and I got the opportunity to play for LA, I'm not squandering that period. Yeah. You both. Chase and Phil, you guys had said some really insightful and things I agree with 100%. Uh, David talked about a little earlier. Now is more appropriate to bring it up about the Justin Turner front. When asked, Andrew Friedman said, the Trevor Bauer addition has no effect on their, uh, their current negotiations with Justin Turner. Uh, according to Bob Nightingale, Andrew Friedman says, the signing of Bauer has no impact on bringing back the third baseman Turner. He praised him what Turner has meant for this organization while stressing they are still hungry for another World Series title. So, I mean, Bauer and Turner play two different positions. So I don't see, other than finance, which I don't think is an issue, what they did with Trevor Bauer is not going to have any direct impact on what they do with Justin Turner. This is simply coming down to Turner wants three or four years. Friedman wants to give him two. So it's going to come down. It's a stalemate. I think Turner is going to eventually give in, but that's just my opinion. I, I think, you know, we've all said this before, but he means so much more to this team than just his on-field production. He is a heart and soul captain. You know, anything you want to say about Justin Turner, I mean, he is just a, a rock-solid dude in that clubhouse. And I don't know what other offers, if there are any out there. I certainly have heard uh, the Mets or the Brewers um, as teams that wouldn't mind having Justin Turner on their team. But I, I can't see either of those organizations giving Justin Turner a four-year deal. And to be quite honest, even though I have no basis for this or I don't have any like inside knowledge about this, I, I, can't, I can't imagine Turner is, is – is demanding to have four years with the Dodgers. I think he knows how this how this organization operates. He knows he knows what his value is, and and four years is just is just a little bit too much for him, and and it's definitely too much for the Dodgers, especially because they value those short term contracts like we just saw with Trevor Bauer, and for Turner, it, it's going to have to be two to three years, and hopefully they they can make this happen. Now I know Kevin, you're uh, you're pretty adamant about the fact that there is going to be a trade on the horizon. Obviously, the Dodgers would need to create that space not only on the forty man roster, but also uh, with the salary cap issues, or not salary cap, the luxury tax issues. But I mean, this roster is just—we said it the other day—it's probably the most complete Dodgers team we've ever seen. And you know, when the trade deadline rolls around, unless an injury happens. I don't think this team is going to need to make a trade. Yeah, it's interesting. I heard uh, Friedman say that now they feel they have seven proven MLB starters on the roster, uh, which makes me feel like David Price is here to stay. 
which is going to be interesting for what it means for you know Hul- uh, Julio Rios, Dustin May, and Tony Gonsolin in terms of their roles. Uh, and and on the Turner front, I, I've you know I've dug my heels in the sand at this point. I, I still think they're he's not going anywhere. Uh, we saw that he's got a uh, you know a jersey signing event in Los Angeles in March. Uh, you know you can read into that as much as you want, but frankly, I, it wouldn't surprise me that you know they're going to hold out until spring training to sign him so they can place uh, Ferguson or. Uh, uh, Tommy Conley on uh, the 60-day DL, so they don't have to DFA anyone else. Uh, you know that they could very well be, you know, planning this. There's no way he's getting a four-year deal from anyone at this point. And like, like Kevin said, I don't think he's just going to go to the Brewers. I, I just don't see that. It just doesn't make any sense for for Turner himself to just go to Milwaukee. I, I just, I just don't get it. Uh, so you know, I've I've made my position very clear. I think he's he's going to be in Los Angeles and he's not going anywhere. Uh, and as for the Chris Bryant and Matt Chapman noise, I think that's all noise. The Mets could, could probably pull, you know, pull something off, but I think Chapman and, and Bryant will be on their current teams when opening day starts. Yeah. Uh, the only thing I will say with the Turner and the four year deal thing is I, I think it was more to see if he could get one big contract from another team. I, like, I think a four year deal from a team like the Mets, or the Brewers would be the only reason he would even consider leaving. That's why, like you said, David, I, I fully believe in the end that Turner will end up signing back. I, I just don't think there's any other option for him. Yeah, I mean, it's it makes the most sense for both parties involved. I, I, I truly don't understand what's taking so long, but you know, I've come up with several theories now just because of the delay. Uh, and my latest theory is that they're just waiting till spring tr- training starts so they can place, you know, Ferguson on the 60-day DL or something. I mean, we... Uh, Friedman Friedman made it sound like David Price isn't going anywhere, so that'll be interesting. I mean, we, they're, they're we, we need that all the we need that always sunny in Philadelphia gif where uh, what's his face is like having all the conspiracy and like all the different connections. Yeah, yeah, stuff. on the whiteboard. Yeah, yeah, it's exactly what's going on. We got infamous Braves fan Sean Coleman in the chat making some noise right now, and my <laughs> response is, "How did Kyle wrong do?" You know, I got so much clap back on Twitter saying Kyle Wright is a fraud and his recent starts against the Marlins and Reds or whatever, they don't matter. He's going to get destroyed by the Dodgers. And, you know, we saw how that panned out. And here he is. Why why do you have to throw flames, Kevin? I come (laughs) in here. I have no issue at all. I've always been complimentary of several of you Dodgers fans, even though you cheated your way to an NLCS title this past year. (laughs) I'm <laughs> out here throwing flames. I do not understand it. I, I don't know why we got to draw swords and can't. Sean, you you started the fire, bro. Look at the chat. You're coming <laughs> in with Charlie Morton and Mike Soroka, Sean Newcomb being better than Trevor Bauer, Walker Bueller, and Clayton Kershaw. Explain yourself. I it, it, I have no idea what you're talking about. Somebody hacked my phone. I... <laughs> <laughs> um. Just from a Braves fan's perspective, um, I, I know that y'all have lost uh, uh, Kike and uh, Jock, and you know we'll see what happens with Turner. I think y'all re-signing, but I don't think that y'all have anything to worry about. The big question that that comes from from uh, my perspective is is that you know okay you've got you got Mookie, and you know you made the move for uh, for Bauer, but. Where's the commitment going to lie when it comes to Bellinger or Seager? And 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 I I am of the um, just because I am infatuated with him because I love who he is as a player. 
Corey Seager to me seems to be the better option to sign because of the position that he plays. Now I'm sure y'all could afford both of y'all could afford to sign both of them long term, but I'm just really interested to see how that plays out and if there's another move to be made, yeah. another domino to fall. Yeah, I, I think it's you know very possible that they sign Seager, Bellinger, and Bueller. I think that's that's honestly the most likely outcome. Uh, you know, they have a ton of money coming off the books after this year. Jansen, $20 million off the books. Kershaw off the books. Joe Kelly off the books. Uh, and then once you get to uh, Bellinger and, and Bueller in, in 24 and, and 25, the only guys on the books are, are is going to be Mookie Betts. That's, that's it. Uh, Pollock's deal is up after 23, I believe. Uh, so basically, they just got to get Seager, you know, finagled in there somewhere. Uh, and they'll have no problem signing Bellinger and Bueller. Uh, you know, these are these are the cornerstones of the organization. Uh, they're not going to let these guys go just because, you know, they signed Trevor Bauer to a two year deal. I mean, that's just not going to happen. There's no way, uh, you know, Friedman and, and ownership made this deal and they had to choose between Bauer and Seager. That was that's that's just not what's going to happen. Obviously, Seager is going to get a ton of offers. I think the Yankees will be involved there. Uh, but, you know, at the end of the day, I, I think the most likely outcome is they sign all three of them. David, this has nothing to do with you personally because you sound very knowledgeable, but I don't like you right now after that. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. And, you know, one thing I will bring up uh, is I'm pretty sure Trevor Bauer set the uh, postseason record for strikeouts against the Braves this year. I think it was 12 over eight innings, and he even gave you guys a little tomahawk chop as he was walking off the mound. My memory could be wrong, but, uh, you know, that's just what I, uh, I'm recalling right now. I got it. I got it. Yeah. <laughs> I do agree if they do have to lose one, as much as it pains me to say, it's it would probably end up being Seager just because of the versatility that Bellinger brings. And I, I think that they like his I, – I don't want to say they like his upside more, but I think that everything he can do from the defensive perspective at first and in the outfield I think just is a lot more than Seager probably only being able to stick to one position. And, and they love that um, the versatility of certain players. Well, I think that uh, Trevor Bauer is um, he. I mean, he was the best pitcher on the market, and the Dodgers went out and got him. They didn't need to get him. Um, I think that even without Bauer, they could have you know repeated as as World Series champions. But now that they have Bauer, they have an embarrassment of riches, and uh, that's an understatement. And you know, I don't. I don't know whether or not to read too much into what what Andrew Friedman said. David brought it up that you know Friedman talked about how they have uh, seven you know uh, major league starters on their roster ready to, ready to go. Um, I don't know whether or not to read too much into into that into thinking that maybe Friedman is going to keep David Price after all because it's been rumored that that David Price would be the the odd man out in terms of uh, trying to find a trade partner to clear not only uh, money, but also a roster spot to, to re-sign Justin Turner. I thought overall his press conference today was was pretty good. The, the There was a little bit of awkwardness, I think, uh, for a couple reasons. One being the fact that it was on Zoom. The reporters were not actually there at Dodger Stadium. So there was a bit of a delay between the questions and answers. And then um, we knew that there were going to be questions about Bauer's past um, his, his actions on social media and how uh, he's dealt with that. And we knew those questions were coming. I thought Bauer did uh, a pretty decent job of basically saying, look, you know, I, I know that uh, my behavior was not exemplary, 
but I'm here to say that I'm, I'm, I want to work on myself. I want to be better. I, I have some exciting ideas uh, with this company uh, momentum uh, to interact with fans this year. So I'm excited to see what that's all about. Also, I'm excited to see if we get any like cool behind the scenes content. I know that at Sportsnet LA does backstage Dodgers, but uh, you know, with Trevor Bauer, it's going to be a little more raw. So I'm excited to see what he has in store for there. Um, but overall, I thought Bauer answered those questions pretty well. And, you know, there's not for me personally, there's not a lot more you can ask from him uh, at this point. You know, I, I all I wanted to see was that he acknowledged that, you know, what he did in the past wasn't good and that and that he would have done it differently had, you know, if he had the chance to do it over again. And I, you know, I want to be able to give him the opportunity to uh, prove, uh, you know, that he can change and that and that he and that he will be more mindful of how he interacts with people on social media, because I do think that we should be holding him to a higher standard, uh, being a professional athlete, being a really, you know, an all-star pitcher, a Cy Young award winner, a, a high profile pitcher. Um, I think he d- does deserve to be held to a higher um, standard than your average Twitter user. But I have no problem if, if there are Twitter users out there that want to, you know, uh, give him smoke, want to give him fire or whatever. For, and, and he, you know, if, you, if you're going to do that, if you're going to challenge him, then you better expect to, to be, uh, you know, to get a response from him. But I'm hoping that like maybe one or two responses will do and he won't end up, you know, sending 80 tweets at someone all at once. I just didn't seem to ask the right questions. Kind of was regurgitating the same thing over and over a few times. But, you know, I think we heard the most important things today. One of them being Trevor Bauer wants to be a Dodger. Winning a World Series is important to him. It's his number one goal. You know, he's learned from his mistakes in the past and he's willing to be a better person. And, you know, he loves the organization and feels it's a great cultural fit. So I think that's all we can really ask from him at the end of the day. You know, the next thing he has to do is he's got to put, he's got to walk, he's got to walk the talk basically and live up to that contract. Yeah, I'm actually kind of curious how um, uh, Jay, uh, was it? Jay, I think Jake just brought it up with his uh, his uh, mom, his company momentum and uh, all the analytics that he goes through. I think that that's going to fit perfectly with how the Dodgers like to like to analytic and 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 scheme and everything. And I think he's going to fit really well in that aspect. And I'm really curious to see if he hasn't already been unlocked fully to his potential as a pitcher. If they can unlock maybe something else that maybe we haven't seen yet, maybe a different pitch maybe some more velocity. Uh, I'm really interested to see. I think it can only help the younger pitchers on the staff. When you talk about Walker Bueller, Dustin May, uh, even Julio Urias, uh, Tony Gonsolin, Bruce Targraderall, I think they can all benefit from someone like Bauer. I mean, Bauer is a student of the game, and he is a guy that takes very seriously how to use data and uh, video and analytics to make himself better, and he's always looking for new ways to do that. So, that can only help when you bring that mentality to a team. Um, and we know the Dodgers are very, uh, you know, analytics heavy. And they're very much, you know, into finding new and innovative ways to get a leg up. And to bring someone in like Bauer, who not only is an amazing pitcher, but also is a smart dude. He, he knows how to pitch. He knows, <laughs> he knows how to use technology to his advantage. You're almost, you almost got like a player coach coming in. 
Um, and, and I, and I couldn't be, you know, more excited to see how that, how, how he fits, uh, onto this team. Yeah, I think we're at a very good point now where we could wrap this up. It was really exciting that Trevor Bauer is officially a Dodger now. We can all go to bed knowing we don't have to worry. Uh, David? Yeah, I mean, my final thoughts are pretty simple. I think he handled that press conference very well. Uh, I think some of the questions that were asked needed to be asked, and they were, and he answered them, and now it's it's time to play baseball. Uh, at the end of the day, he's a baseball player, and I can't wait to see what he can do on the mound. Uh, you know, it's going to be fun. I, I I don't see a team beating the Dodgers. I think the only team that can beat the Dodgers are the Dodgers. And one, <laughs> one thing I will say is with no DH, that's going to mean, you know, a lot of tough decisions for Dave Roberts. So, you know, we, we're riding the Dave Roberts high because he, he managed the hell out of those last couple World Series games. Uh, but, you know, it's, it's back to uh, nervous time for Dave Roberts. Damn. David, you really had to bring that up that we're going back to Dave Roberts having to make hard decisions again, man. You know, I, I had to I, I, because it's it's true. Yeah, no, you're you're correct. We 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 forget what it's like to now he has to possibly take a pitcher out before he hits again. Uh, we'll see how that works out. But uh, I, I'm I, like you said, I think I think he he learned a lot this year and getting over the hump. I think I think it's going to help him a lot, and I'm actually really excited to see what this season brings. Uh, thank you guys for letting me come on. Appreciate it. Yeah, I want to thank everyone for sticking with us, coming up to chat, being in the chat room as well. But this is the place to come get your Dodgers live updates. There's going to be a lot of exciting things moving forward in the 2021 season, both here on Locker Room and the Incline podcast. So stay tuned for that.